We've been talking about the fact that there's, when Jesus returns, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 10 and 12, <clears throat> 10 through 12, it says, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore, we also pray always for you, Paul said, that our God would count you worthy of this calling. What calling? That he be glorified in his saints and admired in all them that believe. So our work of faith is going to be real important in the days of the return of Jesus Christ. And he's coming to be marveled at in his saints, admired and glorified, and to be admired in all them that believe because our faith connects us to the power of God, and it's God's power and glory that's being demonstrated. It's just coming through us, our mouths, our uh, our experiences with the Lord. You know, I've, I've encouraged people to, uh, from the book of Acts in chapter 1, it says, through, <clears throat> excuse me, through many infallible proofs, Jesus proved that he was alive in planet Earth. And I said, we all have a book of many infallible proofs if you belong to Jesus, if you've invited him into your life and given your life over to him, then you have a book to write. And that is every time you experience him, wherever he's delivered you, healed you, uh, provided for you, protected you, you have a book to write about the many infallible proofs that Jesus is alive. And that's what people are going to start looking at and admiring in us because the, the curse that they live under, if they're not saved, if they don't have Christ in their life, the curse that they live under is uh, increasing, and the blessing that we live under in Christ is increasing. And so um, that's, the, that's where the name of Jesus is glorified in us, and we in Him, and it's according to the grace that God's given us in Christ. So learning how to walk with him and operate in his his ways. You know, uh, it says in the Old Testament that Moses knew his ways. The people of Israel knew his acts, but Moses knew his ways. That's the difference between knowing his word, but having a revelation of that word. Because revelation is what puts the, releases the power. And so uh, <clears throat> we want to have the revelation. And so... If anything, through these podcasts, I would hope you will be encouraged to um, seek God for the revelation of his word. Ask him what he means. I, I was reminded talking about this um, this dark cloud that we talked about last time where Mark, Mark Barkley, a minister that does the Kenneth Copeland Ministers Conference, uh, had shared a trance that he had been taken into and uh, a dark cloud coming on the earth. And God showed him that that was um, in Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 5, where darkness would cover the earth. Yea, deep darkness would cover the earth. Deep darkness. And the Gentiles will be drawn to our light. Our light's going to shine uh, greater in the, in the darkness. And the deeper that darkness gets, the lighter, the greater our light's going to look. And there's creative power in that. That's what I, I, I remember the Lord showing me. He said, you know, don't, don't just sit and fear the darkness. Don't talk about the darkness. When Jesus, when, when Father God came upon in Genesis 1-1, he came upon the, the darkness on the, on, the, 
on the earth, he didn't go, oh my gosh, look at all this darkness. What are we going to do? It's just awful. It's not going to work. Uh, no, he spoke to it. He, first, he meditated and got a revelation with his spirit. The spirit hovered. It brooded like a mother hen over her chicks. Why? What does she do when, she's, when she incubates them under her? She's creating life. The life is, is going off inside of these little eggs. And, um, and he, was, he, he brooded over the surface of the deep. And then he said, let light be, or light be. And um, really, we need to understand, because in 1 Corinthians, it talks about, let every man be a new creature in Christ. Let the power of God flow. Let it work, believe for it to work, and let it go, and it will produce and create and replenish and subdue and take dominion in the earth, which is what God told man to do in Genesis chapter 1 when he first created him. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue and take dominion. And, and, and the thing is, is that we need to um, concentrate on that in the midst of the darkness, rather than uh, being afraid of the darkness. Don't be afraid of the darkness. It's, there's, it's an opportunity for great creative power to be released. It's an opportunity to believe God for major things. And so uh, sometimes, you know, I like to say, uh, I tell people that God, they have a horrible thing happening, but God trusted them to bring that that across the glory line in his honor. He, he said, I, I thought enough of you and knew you were strong enough and you were um, uh, had a high integrity and you would bring this across the glory line. So instead of feeling sorry for ourselves, we ought to thank the Lord that he trusted us that much. He's, he's uh, deposited, um, we all have uh, faith works that we need to accomplish. And so just instead of looking at this poor me, what about me? Why does this have to happen to me? Start thanking him that he trusted you enough to take care of this for his kingdom. Just turn that thing around and aim it back at Satan. <laughs> what Satan intended for evil, God wants to create good out of it. And so let's let him do that. But I was thinking about talking about the darkness and the dark cloud that's, that's uh, deep darkness covering the earth and to not be afraid of it. I remember the Lord gave me this scripture many years ago in Psalm 138, 8. And I re uh, this is one of the times when I was learning how to meditate and how to uh, get revelation out of something, not just read something, but how to get the revelation. That What, what are you saying to me? Talk to him. Let him, uh, the Holy Spirit has been sent to teach us and to guide us and to be our standby and our intercessor and talk to the Holy Spirit and say, I want to understand this. I always think about um, Jacob. Remember Jacob wrestling with the angel? He refused to let that angel go until you bless me. So don't let go of that word until it, the blessing that that word promises comes into manifestation. But this was a scripture he gave me, and I remember uh, laying on the bed, just saying it over and over again until something went off inside of me and I had a revelation of it. But it's in Psalm 138, 8. 
And it says, um, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. That's a good scripture to have in the midst of, yea, deep darkness is coming on the earth. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. And I kept saying that over and over to myself. I just kept saying it over and over to myself and um, and asking him to show me what he was talking about and what he meant. And in my <clears throat> imagination, did you know your imagination is a part of your creative godlike powers? And in my imagination, as I was sitting there with my eyes shut and thinking about Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou, one version says, thou wilt keep me alive. And thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and my right, thy right hand shall save me. And, and as I was doing that, I saw, uh, like in the Civil War days, I saw, uh, I say a shell road. I don't know if they had shell back in those days, but it was just a pathway. And there were these tents on both sides, and soldiers were sitting outside their tents, and their horses were there. And I could even hear the horses neighing and stomping their foot. And this was the enemy's camp, you know. And so I'm walking down the middle of the street in the enemy's camp, and they can't touch me. And I was reminded of an uh, advertisement back then, the Colgate toothpaste advertisement, and there was a shield, and that they would throw something at that shield, and it hit that shield, and they were saying, that's the protection that Colgate puts on your teeth. And that was the ad, and, and he used that ad to, to show me that you have a shield, the shield of faith, the shield of, of God encompassing about us, the, the shield of protection, we have a shield. If we activate it, and it's voice activated, uh, it, it, Psalm 91 says, uh, he who is dwelling is saying. If you're going to dwell like it says in Psalm 91, that's the, the psalm of protection. He who is dwelling is saying. So this is voice activated. And um, uh, he said, even though you walk in the midst of trouble, you have that shield and the, the, the he'll stretch forth his hand against the wrath of your enemies, and your right hand shall his right hand will save you. So you need to. This is what we need to. We need to be equipped. We need to get our armor on. We need to be practiced, if you will. You know, if you ever do anything well, you have to practice it, don't you? We need to be practiced in the ways of the kingdom, being second. First nature to us, not second nature. We're we're practiced in our natural man. We're practiced in the secular world. We're practiced in how a secular person does business and and takes care of things. But we're not practiced in kingdom principles as well. And so uh, we need to to get busy practicing our kingdom principles. Amen. So, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. And I just want to give you that. Then you can put that in your little God bag. We all have a we all have uh, infallible proofs that Jesus is alive. Book, and we all have a little God bag where we save our puzzle pieces. And as time goes by, the Holy Spirit makes a complete picture with them. 
So uh, keep your little God bag handy. So we pray that we enter not into temptation. That will keep us in the midst of darkness. And uh, arise, shine, for thy light is come, Isaiah 60. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And that's one thing that the Lord told uh, Mark in this um, trance that he had gone into in this vision that he saw. He said, um, Mark began to bind the demon in the darkness, and God told him, he couldn't use, you, you couldn't use my name against it because God had prophesied it would come. And this, and this concerned Mark, and he said, Lord, we have, been, uh, we have been trained to use your name, and now you're telling me I can't use your name. And the Lord said, Son, I'm not that cloud. I didn't cause that cloud, and I'm not in that evil. But I did prophesy it would happen in the last of the last days. And you can use my name if evil breaks out of the cloud and comes after you, but you can't stop that from happening. And this saddened Mark, and he began to cry. And Jesus, uh, that's going to cover the whole planet and every disease that you don't know yet, every demon force, rape and murder and whatnot. And he said suddenly he saw flashes of, of uh, weird, uh, terrible it's too terrible to utter, and yet it began to manifest And now in the last year. And Brother Hagen was in the meeting, and his voice began to come back to him. And Mark began to go back into the trance again. Suddenly a bright light came, and he could hardly look at it. His spirit was saying, run to it, but it was too bright. And he said, Lord, what is that? This is that I gave Isaiah 60, and the glory will cover the whole earth. So after the darkness, there will come a brightness and a bright light. And the thing is, we can't, um, there, there, we can't stop. I, I just, in thinking back on this trance that, that I was going to share with you today, uh, I think we're in a time when we need a, the, 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 the work of the Holy Spirit in us, a discerning of spirits to know when we can speak to something and when we can rebuke it and when it's and when 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 to hold them and when to fold them you know that's poker hands when you hold when to hold them and when to fold them you got to know when to hold them when to fold them when do i speak and do warfare and when do i just have to st stay back and protect myself you know like i said last time the 10 virgins five were wise and five were foolish those that were trained and, and wise uh, went in when the when the the when the king came, when Jesus came, when the bridegroom came, they went in. But um, those who were not prepared didn't, and so there, there's going to come a time. We just need to know, ask the Holy Spirit how to pray. That's the important thing. He's here as our counselor but we need to give him more space in our life. In fact, that's one of the things I want to see us um, once we get through with this part. I, want, I, I really want to share with you about managing in the kingdom, and we'll pick that up next week, um, how to manage the healthcare system, the financial systems of the kingdom of God, and we'll get into that next week. 
But don't be afraid of the darkness. Let me just share with you real quickly. This was a um, vignette that I did many years ago on the radio. I used to be on KSBJ, and I did these little vignettes, one-minute vignettes twice a day I was on, just a little drop of a B12 shot in the middle of the day. But this is called A Virtuous Woman Rises While It Is Yet Night. And just to say that the church rises up in the midst of darkness. The church is the bride of Christ and is the virtuous woman in this scenario. Who can find a virtuous woman? So goes the cry of the writer of Proverbs 31. That chapter is full of information about a wise and virtuous woman. Actually, if you read it, in, if you read it you'd think she was Wonder Woman. It can be a bit intimidating, but you know, God put it there for us to learn, and so let's learn. In Proverbs 31, 15, it says, She rises while it is yet night. So the virtuous woman rises up in the midst of darkness and provides food for her household. And we've talked in the past about praying over our households and keeping them under the covering that God has given us. Jesus kept his disciples in the name that God had given him. And a portion for her maidens. What this is telling us is that this woman rises in darkness and believes God for the needs of her family. Have you noticed how that, how dark it is in the earth today? God is looking for women to rise up with him or the church, his church, to rise up with him in the midst of darkness. Don't be deceived with the world's system and the world's ways. If you want to find victory in your life and the lives of your family, get into the position of God's kingdom has for you. That's the purpose, position, and power of the woman is a good book for women and for men to know what kind of woman to look for and to be his partner in life. This woman is not afraid of the darkness, and she knows that there can be good in this darkness, but only a woman of strong faith will find the good and bring it forth. Rahab was a harlot, but because she dared to believe God, she and her household were saved. Sarah, by faith, received strength to conceive seed and bore a child when she was past the age of childbearing because she considered God faithful. Now is your finest hour to the church. It's the church's finest hour. And women of God, it's your finest hour. Rise up in the midst of darkness and believe God for great miracles. Nothing is impossible with him. And that's what he wants you to do. Don't get distracted with the darkness. Keep your eyes on Jesus and rise up in the midst of the darkness. Amen. And that thing that you're looking at that seems to be impossible, now is a, is a great time to shift into second gear, if you will, and climb that mountain of faith. Amen. God bless you. We'll get back to kingdom living and principles next week. Amen. Amen.